Listen up, maggots. We got targets inbound. So lock and load your senses and stand by for imminent contact. If you love beer, you're in the beer army. So grab a frosty brew and get ready. It's time to liberate your senses. It's Beer Army Engaged on Beer Army Radio. Well, welcome to the show. It's Mick Dagger here. And the general. And man, I can't believe how many musicians we've lost in such a short time, man. Glenn Fry. Yeah, no. The I, Eagles passing away. I, I figured that's the one you were talking about. Uh, the, the other one was um, for Motorhead. You know, Lemmy. Uh, yeah, Lemmy Kilmeister. You know, it's just like... And I guess when I think about you know rock and roll and stuff like that, I start thinking, geez, I guess I am getting that old. Because all the guys that I were like rock gods and I was growing up or whatever, it's like, yeah, that was in their prime. Well, dude, you're kind of like getting old too, you yeah. know? So I just, just want like, all of my favorite actors and celebrities to quit dying. I hear you. Well, David I, Bowie we lost to. Really? That yeah. one? David geez, Bowie seen... passed away. Oh, wow. wow. We lost to actor Alan Rickman. Jeez, um, it's just... Well, you have Robin Williams from 2015. That was a big yeah. one, obviously. Scott but... Weiland from Stone Temple Pilots. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The thing is, is, he was in an interview talking about how he was cleaned up and everything like that. And I remember hearing that interview or whatever. No, I know. But And then shortly thereafter, because I was like, wow. But the, the when I think of David Bowie, it's ironic because I think of Zoolander, which Zoolander 2, I just saw the previews for or whatever. It looked pretty funny and pretty badass. But I remember he was a judge in the original. And then what was that one where... Uh, it's like this fantasy um, wizard type thing. Labyrinth. I mean, yeah, labyrinth. Yes, yeah. thank you. And that's when I first realized he has two different color eyes. He, he doesn't have two different color eyes. He got hit in the head fighting over a girl with one of his friends, and really? his left eye was permanently dilated. Wow. Okay. So that's why it looked like he had two ah, different color eyes. Okay. One was permanently yeah. dilated. Well, I'll tell you one person who isn't dead, who I thought, well, maybe this is going to be the last season, is your boy, Peyton Manning, there while I was watching that Denver <laughs> that game. That was hard to watch. Dude, I was like, are they doing the same thing the Panthers do? Because the Panthers came out to a great, and then all of a sudden, first great half, you know, great first half, and then the second half, and I'm like, what are we doing, man? <laughs> you know? And then I was watching the Denver game, but it was in reverse. They came back. You know, I was like, come on, you guys. That's you turn- Turnover, score a touchdown. That, that one turnover in the game is what made the difference. Oh, it, it's they're both good games. Um, really exciting. Sunday Wouldn't it games. be interesting if your team and my team were the ones playing in the Super Bowl? It'll be interesting. Yeah, we'll have to uh, we'll have to score some tickets. Go out to San Fran and <laughs> for only like ten thousand dollars. Yeah, maybe got to sell a liver or something. <laughs> yeah. I only okay. So Doc, what you're saying is I can live without a liver for six hours. The game should only take three to four, so I can do this. So if I don't have a liver, I have to, have to worry about damaging one. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Uh, of course, we want to remind people, too, our uh, scholarship season is open. We received some more applicants, so we're very, very excited about that. So keep applying. you got till the end of March. And, uh, you know, let's talk about this beer. So we featured these guys. I knew we did. I had to research it. But back in episode 117, I'm starting to date us. That's how old school we are now, bro. Yeah, I, had, I had to look back deep into our catalog. Mm-hmm. But it yeah. ter- did turn out uh, in Lingual Poser. Again, episode 117. This is back. This is the last episode of 2014 we featured them. Wow. And we featured their Forester, which is their seasonal American stout. So who I'm talking about is Green Man Brewery out of Asheville, North Kakalaki. This is their Holly King Barrel-Aged Holiday Ale coming in at 9.8% ABV. You can get more information about Green Man Brewery at greenmanbrewery.com. This is a a special release. Um, I would say... It kind of, it pours a uh, an amber with like some mahogany hues to it or whatever mm-hmm. when I kind of look at it, 
Um, there's a you know small off-white head. There's some lacing. Uh, you pick up the oak, uh, bourbon, some tobacco. I pick up tobacco for some reason, I, and I don't smoke or anything, but maybe that's the reason why. I don't know. Maybe for somebody like you, even though I know you've been not smoking and doing two your weeks. Thing. Yeah, very nice. Very a little nice. over two weeks. But I do pick up some tobacco uh, along with some multi-sweet caramel, obviously this toffee smell, as well as biscuit, bread, nuts, and um, I, get, I, I wouldn't say darker fruits, but there is some fruits in there. Uh, the taste of sweet sweet malt up front, like the uh, the caramel and toffee, and then it transitions to I'm picking up some citrus type fruit flavor, uh, and then a little bit of heat, well, moderate amount of heat that warms you up, and then I would say it finishes bittersweet as the wooden tobacco come back in at the end, along with a scotch, scotch, oh, a scotch, yes, of vanilla and chocolate. Uh, the body is, is medium and it's chewy, <laughs> not as in Chewbacca, but chewy, uh, mouthfeel is heavy as in a tongue coating. It, it just, that's the best way. Usually mouthfeel and, 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 and uh, body are kind of usually linked together, but this is the first time where I don't know, I can really, the mouthfeel is just very tongue coating, uh, heavy, sticky type sensation or whatever. Yeah, I, I'm, I agree with that. Yeah, and then the, the carbonation's medium, and it finishes smooth. It's not harsh at all. Um, I, I would definitely say it gives you a little bit of heat. Uh, I wouldn't regulate this just to a holiday label, you know, because people always talk about winter warmers and holiday ales or Christmas ales, and I kind of want to hit that up because a lot of people are like, oh, okay, so what the hell is the difference? I wouldn't even put this in a winter warmer category. No, you wouldn't? I wouldn't. You pick up too much spice and stuff like that? No, it's, it's sweeter, and it, it does have that heat. You know, there's those bourbon notes in it uh, that are very slight, but uh, I do pick up that uh, the tobacco and vanilla and a little bit of citrus, but uh, it doesn't, to me, I don't know. I, it, it, it's... It's a really unique take on a, on a holiday beer. The spice is there, don't get me wrong. But Well, I just re- quickly wanted to kind of just hit real quickly the difference because people are like, so what the hell is the difference? You know, like, is, so is it Christmas, you know, like winter warmer, blah, 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 blah. So, you know, real quickly, um, the, <laughs> basically a winter warmer is a generic. I'm trying to think how I explain it. It's, I don't want to call it generic, but... Um, General uh, term. It, it, yeah, it's really a generic label used to describe many winter seasonals in um, the base beer can okay. be uh, right. usually English or, you know, it could be porters. It could be a lot of different things, ESBs and stuff like that. Uh, whereas a Christmas or holiday ales are, are geared more to satisfy your holiday sweet tooth, per se. And and they'll have more spices uh, than what you normally have, like oatmeal, nutmeg, cinnamon, and ginger. So um, I, I, I to me, I feel this is more winter warmer, especially because they got this bourbon barrel age thing going on than, than a holiday ale, per se. But... Huh? Uh, you know, it's not ro- whatever. It's not rocket science. It's not like we got to no, like no, no. drill down and say, "Oh, this is exactly this." You know, <laughs> and it's and you're wrong, damn it! I'll come across this freaking microphone and scissor kick you in the back of your grape. You know, it's like we don't need to. I know. taste a similarity between this and uh, that FFF ale from mm. Double Barley, but this has that barrel aged uh, front on it. Yeah, uh, but in a little thinner. Not as not as well. Thinner might not be the right word, but it's very similar. And in that one, I wouldn't call a winter warmer. The it's more of a holiday Christmas. What I think is interesting uh, with this beer is that it's complex, but then um, it's not all melded together. The layers come in in stages, Mm -hmm. from the initial taste to the to the middle of it to the finish of it, and same thing kind of like with the aroma. So um, it to me, this does kind of I feel like it's kind of boozy ish. 
but not like alcohol up in your face like you're doing shots either, you know. But um, yeah, it's uh, all I know, dude, is with the weather we're having, this is the type of beer you want to have. Because <laughs> I don't know what the hell happened to our Christmas tropical weather, but it ain't here anymore, <laughs> man. So, <laughs> and again, yeah. uh, if you want the history, the backstory on uh, Green Man Brewing Company, go back to episode 117, Lingual Poser. And when we talk about how uh, Joe Eckhart, he, he started it and then it was purchased by uh, Dennis Thighs and we kind of go on there. They, I will say that uh, last time we did talk about them, they were in the middle of their third expansion where they did this 18,000 square foot packaging building um, in the Buxton Street site. Uh, and this is Asheville, North Carolina, and they're, they're done with that or whatever. So I would, you know, we talked about their snozberries and I have still yet to get my hands on a bottle of that bitch. So it's like, <laughs> you'll the, find it. The snozberries taste like snozberries. <laughs> you know, it's like, I, I love them. Love the labeling on this, man. This is a really unique label for Green Man. I, I like it. It still follows their their motif, yeah. but uh, it's uh, it's really unique. It's yeah. more of a piece of artwork. Yeah, no, I like than it. Than a label. I think you got to do that. You got to make. You got to help. You know, stand yourself out, especially when I look into the. You know, something like I was in um, earlier last week or whatever. I had to run down to Jacksonville. It's been a long time since I've been in the Cape Carteret area, so I went right past Erica. So I was like, oh, yeah, let yeah. me stop in or whatever, and. Uh, yeah, you know, it's just like you need to do something that's going to make your bottles pop off the shell and say, this buy does. me. <laughs> you know, so. This does, absolutely. And I'll tell you what, at near 10%, at 9.8%, you're going it's, to, it's, it'll set you right. It's a value buy, too. It wasn't that expensive for a, uh, a 12-ounce bottle of uh, basically a 10% beer. I was actually quite surprised. And I'll so. tell you what, if you have enough of these, you will get a peaceful, easy feeling. Because I got a peaceful, you will. Tribute to Glenn Fry, 67 years old, man. Yeah, it seems a little early. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Wow, awesome. Green Man, awesome brewery, man. And I can't wait to uh, head back out west, not only to Asheville, but uh, who knows where the beer journey is going to take us. Well, we got GABF, as always. We yeah. can start talking about it already because they're already in 2016. So uh, uh, that's the planning. Coming, so uh, that, looking forward to jetting with you, and uh, that's going to be a good time. Really looking forward to that. So, man. And, and of course, uh, Raffle tickets. It's good. We might as well talk about that real quick before we go into the break. Hey, buy your chance. Get your chance to get a raffle ticket. BeerArmy.org slash raffle. Uh, you want a trip and all expense paid to JBF. I know the winners last year enjoyed hanging out with yeah, us and stuff did. like that. So, uh, you know, come and uh, join us and have fun with us. So. You need to hit BeerArmy.org. Get all the information on what's going on in our world. We have a, a collaboration coming back around for March April? Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that when we come out of the break right. order. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. And it's all doing great things all through beer, generating scholarships. Like we said earlier, uh, the, the scholarship season is open. Get all the information you need there at BeerArmy.org. And we have our Heroes Never Die. We'll talk about uh, the collaborations coming up here on Beer Army Engaged. Go AWOL with Beer Army Radio. We're online and mobile at BeerArmy.org. Every soldier needs quality gear. Get yours at BeerArmy.org. Hats, t-shirts, and more. Show Murphy he can't keep you down and announce to the world that you're in the Beer Army. Go to BeerArmy.org. Do it. Uh, By the way, Murphy's a bitch. It's Beer Army Engaged on Beer Army Radio. Tell you what, Dustin, I'm really excited about uh, Give Him Hell coming back. Yeah, before we jump into Give Him Hell, let's talk about Jolly Skull, though. I mean, we're talking about uh, three days. Yeah, I mean, we're talking. It's intimate. Intimate. Intimate? It's in- what, are you oh, mixing man. imminent with enema? No, I just, uh, you know what I got going on with this uh, brace face and everything else, and I'm still learning in, how to talk. In, but, in, uh, in imminent imminent enema. In imminent <laughs> no, enema. I, in, 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 intimate. 
whatever. Yeah. Anyways. You're creating new words, man. I like I, it. I know House Mouse Scout, Scott, House Mouse Scott is running around like a wild man uh, getting everything finalized, but we're very, very excited. Uh, we're really excited to have uh, Mellow Mushroom on board, too, and we'll be doing our uh, official after party there. So we'll be having a meal. We'll be breaking some bread Sweet. there uh, as we finish up. And, uh, yeah, just uh, get your tickets, get your tickets, get your tickets, because there's not much time left. And, you know. A VIP, we might be selling out again this year because it looks like we're, we're pretty close on the cusp. So, um, you know, if you're thinking about buying a VIP ticket, you definitely want to buy that. And, uh, you know, but why take the chance? Why wait in line to buy a damn ticket when you can just buy it in advance? You scan it, you know? It's just, it's the way to do it, I think. So, I love how Jolly Skull has grown. Six years. Yeah. Sixth annual Jolly Skull Beer Fest. This weekend, Greenville Convention Center, beerarmy.org. You can uh, link to get your tickets there. Or tell your friends. If you're listening out of state and you have friends that live out here, tell them, hey, man, if. It's an awesome opportunity. Over 50 breweries, yep. over 125 beers. Yeah, we tried to always be conservative. Like last year, it was like 189 beers. But, you know, we always, because everybody over brings so much. beers, yeah. No, I mean, well, that's what I'm saying. We say we say over 125. Like, we're trying to keep always keep conservative, 1 to 125, because you're not going to be able to try all those beers anyways, you mm-hmm. know. And so that's the thing. But we also have uh, nine wineries. Uh, we also have Diablo Distillery. They said, hey, we want to be back in there. So we're going to actually have a micro distillery, too. But, um, you know, we're... We're expanding out with the wine piece or whatever because we really want to bring other people in. Uh, we don't want to say, you know, we don't want to be sexist and say wine's just for women, but a lot of women gravitate towards wine, and we want to bring them in, and hopefully we'll try some beer too, and uh, and vice versa. Maybe some beer drinkers try some wine or whatever. But um, Maybe next year we have a cheese station. Ma- ah, <laughs> the cheese meister. Go <laughs> to town. Cheese monger. That's my thing. But uh, you did talk about Give Them Hell. Really, really excited about that. That's going April 2nd, the day after April Fool's Day. It will be the anchor event for Beer Me Beer Week, which is an annual event. This will be awesome. our third third or fourth year i can't remember off the top of my head that we're doing beer me beer week uh you can go to beermebeerweek.org get all the information this year we're featuring a, um, a north carolina tap takeover at beer me burger company for one uh on wednesday thursday is going to be this um this beer versus wine uh dinner um oh, wow. so six course meal order so we're really really looking forward to that um Friday's gonna be this that classic pub crawl we did where we did the passports where you kind of do the pub crawl on your own, you know, with your yeah, own yeah, friends yeah. and stuff. And we just had just hundreds of people downtown. It was crazy. Over five hundred passports, you know, just doing their thing. And then you take your passport and you enter it into win prizes and stuff like that. And of course, Saturday will be the uh, the big Give 'em Hell day. And Give 'em Hell, I'm just so excited. I was talking to uh, Larry and Cheryl; they're very excited, and we're just really looking to uh, team up. We're looking to wax tip the bottles this year, and uh, yeah, this year we're going to also do some kegs. Uh, unlike last time, are re- uh, looking forward to growing our relationship with uh, Mellow Mushroom too, because they have a couple of locations in the Fayetteville, Cary, and Greenville areas where we mm-hmm. want to do something with them with the event too. And um, yeah, just really looking forward to it. So. I can't wait. And a uh, great beer. It's that uh, Imperial. Well, it's a. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a 10.4% Imperial Red Ale. Yeah. So, and the reason why uh, Mark and uh, Larry did 10.4 because they. Radio chatter, buddy. Right, radio chatter type thing. And they're thinking, oh, military and stuff like that. So, yeah, we're really, really excited. I can't, I just, I cannot wait. It's a great beer, too. It is. And I'm still oh. sitting on a couple of bottles. So, what I want to do is bust out a bottle oh, when we do the do new vertical. Ones, do a vertical. So. Oh, yeah. So, I got enough to do like a couple years worth of verticals. <laughs> You've been holding out. You said you were Dude. on your last one. You you know, uh, there's always one more, right? Somewhere. Yeah. Smart yeah. man. Yeah. It's such a good beer. I couldn't hold on to mine as long as I wanted. <laughs> it was really good. Oh, man. Well, it's that time here on Beer Army Engaged. It's, it's the highlight. It's the anchor, the foundation of the show. And it is time to highlight a good deed. Uh, by Honestly, we've, we've celebrated the, the efforts and acts of not just people. But of well, our, our furry uh, friends too. Yeah, I mean we've we've done 
children, we've done animals, we've done obviously human beings and stuff like that, men and women, black and white and Muslim and, you know, Christian. And like, I think we've hit the full gamut. I don't think there's anything we haven't, you know, firefighters, police officers, military, civilians, pastors, you know, uh, it just goes on and on, and well, it's about love, family, and humanity, man. It is, it That's is. But uh, this, uh, you know, this is uh, unfortunately in this story, uh, we had a police officer go down. But what I think, what the heroic piece of it is, that this officer sacrificed his life for another officer, and how that officer feels, how he feels in his life. And it, it I really highly encourage that you watch the full video, not just the snippet we play, because it is really, really well produced and really, really well done. So, Well, without further ado, let's dive right into this, because in a world where you never know what's going to happen, you absolutely never know who's going to step in the gap. Mick, uh, so this week we have Officer Ryan Davis uh, out of Canton, Ohio, and he's feeling some survivor's guilt, and it, it is it, it is sad, but it's heart-touching, too, but uh, give a listen. Officer Ryan Davis is returning to the scene of the crime, reluctantly. It's getting very difficult right now. Last weekend, he and his partner were investigating an alarm at this grocery store in Canton, Ohio. It was the middle of the night, uh, a.m. and there were signs of a break-in. We just started working our way through the grocery store. 1272 Harrison South for alarm. The roof door is uh, completely off. Time for. Shot fired! Shot fired! My partner's been shot. Ryan's partner was a German shepherd named Jethro, and he was more than just a police dog. The Davis family got Jethro at eight weeks. He grew up as both a family pet and a canine officer. Every day, seamlessly transitioning from pillow to police work and back again. Until last weekend, when he charged at that burglar and took three bullets. Yeah, I'm, I'm here because he did what he did. Ryan says the dog saved his life, but remarkably, he says he wishes it was the other way around. Wow. And I highly recommend that you watch the rest of this. There's about another two minutes of it. Wow. It is... The guy, he, he, he's choked up. He's crying. They show the pictures of his family. Um, it, it just it is just so heart touching. And what uh, who did that story? CBS. I thought <clears throat> CBS Evening News was uh, Scott uh, Paley. I think is how you pronounce his last name. Paley Pelty, something like that. Something like that. And um, uh, and Steve Hartman was the one that was actually filed the story and, and was doing that. That guy's good. What and, a storyteller. Yeah, it was Jeez. just, and, and the way they pieced the video together and everything. And I'll tell you what's amazing is if you keep listening to it, so Officer Ryan Davis, he says, I would trade places with him in a heartbeat. And and the report, and you know, the reporter Steve Hartman's like, seriously? He's like, absolutely. He goes, because I wouldn't have to sit here and suffer over the loss of him. He's left a hole that will never be filled. He gave his life for me. And I think it's the best way that embodies anything when you have good friends or partners or whether it's military or police or whatever, it's just, you feel like there's a part of you that's missing forever and time will go on. And they, you know, they kind of say time heals all wounds. I don't know if it heals all wounds per se, a hundred percent. It helps, but you, you're totally transformed permanently for the rest of your life, hopefully in a positive way, um, or you use it to inspire yourself, you know, to do better or whatever. And, but that's what blew me away. 
is about how he said, no, I would wish I could trade places. You know, and I think people from the outside looking in, like, really, you, you trade places with a dog? It's like, it's not a, just a it. dog. It's not just a dog. No, like, if there are people that say that just don't get it. But what I thought was really hard touching, again, if you continue watching the video, is that the, you know, it's hard, you know, how do you pay respects? Well, at least the uh, last week, at least the city of Canton tried, and they filled an entire civic center. They invited police officers from across the country, and they honored Jethro on what would have been his third birthday. And it was, the place was packed, and... You know, it just, it's amazing. As far as this killer, and that's the way I look at it. It's a killer, you yeah. know. Uh, the police do have a suspect in custody. And, um, you know, but again, Officer Ryan Davis, he talks, you know, but he goes, that's, yeah, that's great and everything. But, I, you know, it doesn't bring, it doesn't bring back Jethro for him, you know. And, and so, um, you know, he, you know, he basically sums it up in the end of the video. He says he was a hero and, you know, and he was devoted and he was a police officer. And. I know we talked about, you know, blue lives, black lives matter, all that other stuff. And, you know, on this again, though, when you think about what the officers are or, or firefighters or whatever, the middle of the night respond, you know, like, OK, this doesn't look good. You know, like you're yeah. constantly putting your life in harm's way. And so that's when I say, while I don't try to give excuses for police brutality or any of that kind of stuff or people screwing up or whatever. You know, look at their intent because even nine times out of ten, even when their intents were honorable, they still successfully sue them. They still get in trouble. You know, then they have to second guess themselves and everything else. And you're talking about having to make a a decision. And and, you know, and and again, I'm not trying to make excuses for police brutality, but what I was trying to go with there is that I think we owe them the benefit of the doubt. Well, that level of critical thinking goes beyond the average everyday person. Yeah. And that's that's what it boils down to. People that don't understand. Unfortunately, you're right. <laughs> yeah, people that don't understand the pressures, what the job requires, and all that are uh, more likely than not. And I don't want to belittle anybody, yeah. but the thing is, the majority of Americans don't live or work in an area where that critical thinking is a daily requirement. Right? They don't, so they don't get it. You know, and other people are ended up walking on eggshells due to other people's ignorance. And I hate that. I hate that because there's no objectivity. There's no perspective. No. There's nothing that people really apply to their life in juxtaposition to others because they don't know what other people have to do. No, you hit it right on the head. It, it's. It, I kind of go back to remember that we're all human beings. Uh, you know, take a step back. Uh, try to take a you know a couple steps in their shoes. You know, have some understanding before you lash out. You know, yeah. Uh, but it's you know in this twenty four seven news cycle world and Twitter and Facebook and Vine videos and you know our attention spans get shorter and shorter. I guess you know we just don't have tolerance to or take that we don't have the patience. And I'm I'm as bad as anybody. I don't have a whole lot of patience. But anyways, it just. Um, it was a, I thought it was a really well done story. I was very excited to share it, even though it was sad. It was kind of a sad story. But, very sad. You know, again, it's somebody who's paid the ultimate sacrifice because he loves somebody. You know, you know. Don't tell me the dog doesn't have feelings. I mean, he he put himself in harm's way, and he took three shots. <laughs> and yeah. the German Shepherd ain't like a huge two hundred and fifty pound guy or something like that. I mean, you know, that's that means it was probably pretty much point blank. You know, getting in nitty gritty. I mean, you know, you're talking uh, trench warfare, baby. You know, and, I I just find it amazing because most of the time when it comes to uh, police dogs, most of the time they're they're kept from that 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 loving environment because yeah. they have to maintain 
that that mentality to do the job. Objectivity but and this, stuff like that. This yeah. dog being a family pet. Right. It was crazy. Like I didn't even know they could do that. Transitioning right. to that. That's rare. That's yeah. really, really rare. Yeah, I didn't and think that's that probably would. why the impact of the right. loss of Jethro has hit so hard. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I thought that was very unprecedented. I thought like there's protocols where you can't yeah. do that. So, but maybe in a smaller town or something like that, maybe a, a, a police department that can't afford, a, you know, an you know, so police officers like, hey, I'll do it, you know. I could see something like that possibly, and and uh, yeah. So, anyways, amazing. You People know, need to see the full story. On they this. do, they do. So, you know, our hero of the week is a German Shepherd named Jethro, who was Officer Ryan Davis uh, out of the Canton, Ohio area, um, is uh, his partner. And uh, thank you so much for what you do, sir. And uh, you know, Godspeed. <laughs> As I hit my damn hand, <laughs> I was, right, I was talking man. with my hands, even though we're on no, radio. It's powerful, it's powerful stuff. And good job, uh, CBS, for doing such a, a, a great story on this. And stick around because our Yikum to Sue segment is coming up. We're going to bring a little bit of more levity to the the, uh, the program here, as we do every week, because there's just some stuff you can't make up. Hey, mothers, lock up your daughters. It's Mick Dagger and the General. Stick it sweet. <laughs> To my knees, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the ain't shit on me. Mm, ain't got enough sugar to pour on you. That's right, Joe. Beer Army engaged on Beer Army Radio. On the battlefield of beer, an informed soldier is a good soldier. Learn more about the Beer Army Foundation. Go to beerarmy.org. Get informed about beer, upcoming events, festivals, and community outreach that the Beer Army provides and supports. The revolution starts with you at BeerArmy.org. Beer Army engaged. Make sure, if you do hit up BeerArmy.org, that you are checking out the pledging section. We've got all the new stuff for our Beer Army Super Soldiers for 2016, and there's a lot of incentives this year that weren't available last year. Yeah, for instance, uh, you can get a half or full year subscription to All About Beer magazine. Yeah. You have access to getting our collaboration beers. So you don't have to worry about fighting in line or anything like that. And we will ship them out to you. Um, also, uh, this new dog tag uh, keychain that we did this year instead mm-hmm. of the, the Silicon Man. Just all different stuff. And, of course, the new logo this year. Well, it's not a new logo per se. It's just a, it's a color change. It's where so you can collect them and stuff like that. So. Uh, becoming a Beer Army Super Soldier. And if you don't know what the hell we're talking about, go over to BeerArmy.org slash pledge. And that the difference between pledging and donating, donating is a one-time, whereas pledging is a reoccurring monthly type thing. So, um, yeah, we definitely appreciate it. And remember, uh, pledging your support helps us uh, provide the scholarships that we're talking about. Uh, we did 13 last year. We're hoping to do 15 to 17 this year. So, uh, yeah, check it out. Absolutely, definitely do that because uh, you're helping us do great things. And it's all through the power of beer. We gave away 13 scholarships last year, this year even more, not we're, only in North Carolina. Yeah, yeah, we're hoping to. But but as well, we're expanding regardless. We're expanding North Carolina, Virginia, and the state of Washington. No, Oregon. Oregon. State of Oregon. Yeah, state okay. of Oregon, not Washington. I'm sorry. Yeah, no worries. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> Go figure. Oh, man. But regardless, uh, great things get to be done and uh, to be had there simply for uh, being a part of Beer Army. So go ahead and hit up beerarmy.org. And right now, let's bring some levity to the situation because there's just some shit you can't make up. Mick, it is amazing all the time. Uh, I go back to the Twinkie defense, my PMS defense. The, <laughs> I spilled the hot coffee on me. Lawsuits, lawsuits, lawsuits. It's yeah. and I can speak from personal experience as well. Uh, you know, with Beer Army, we've we've gotten hit at times. It's just like. 
people are out of control. Out it's of control. amazing how somebody wants something from others who have <laughs> or dude, think that they have. Dude, just wait until you hear this next story. Give this a listen. Well, we have a story now of American ingenuity. A man in California re- refusing to give up, even with all the odds stacked against him. A former Taco Bell executive is suing the Uber driver he attacked in a drunken rage. To repeat, the former Taco Bell executive attacked the Uber driver, and now the attacker is suing the driver. We know (laughs) it happened because we saw it happen. A dashboard camera captured the beatdown last year. See here? There's, yeah. there's Mr. Taco Bell in the back beating up the Uber driver. You can see that. Pulling this his hair does not require like some sort of Harvard uh, law degree or anything. It, it's obvious. At the time, the guy said he was sorry, and he admitted that he had had too much to drink that night. He does face criminal charges of assault and battery. But the driver also sued him in civil court for more than $25,000 because, well, he got beat up. Yeah, and he's, he could have gone for more, but all he went for is 25000 right. And I thought... That's justified. So in this case, we're talking about Edward Caban. He was the, he was the driver that was assaulted, an Uber driver. And, he's, and he sued 32-year-old Benjamin Golden for $25,000, who was this marketing executive at Taco Bell. And it, it was... You can tell by the video, like, it just comes out of nowhere. And to me, $25,000, like, in this day and age of people suing people frivolously for millions and billions of stupid-ass dollars, you know, to me, I thought, hey, you know what? That I would give that to him in a heartbeat. Well, $25,000? Yeah. Well, yeah. He got, he's the one that got beat up. I mean, yeah, just, exactly. I mean, uh, you know, look, pain and suffering, yes. medical bills, that's, that is, that's, honestly, that's right on par with that. That is a logical person who was a victim of a crime. This dude is suing his victim for how much? For $5 million. See? So now he's Good suing him Lord. around, and he's saying that the video was recorded without his permission and that in the state of California, they have very strict uh, confidentiality and privacy rule-type laws in regards to communications. and you know. But I think a lot of legal people are saying that he may be doing this just to get the civil lawsuit dismissed, use it as a leverage to say, well, fine, you dismiss yours or whatever. Regardless, but, that's just shady. No, you're right. It's shady as hell. I, I just... <laughs> I, yeah. Only in this country, dude. Only in this country do we have this kind of crazy Well, crap. this former marketing executive for meat envelopes is a freaking tool. <laughs> meat envelopes. <laughs> Come on. Pull your head out of your freaking fourth point of contact. And if you don't know what that meat is, envelopes. that's your freaking ass. Oh, man. can't meat believe that. envelopes. I'm writing that down. That might just... I think we just found... I stole that from Corey Taylor. Oh, did From you? Slipknot. Oh, in his book, You're Making Me Hate You. <laughs> yeah. But I think I'm not the only one that's got a stupid lawsuit story this uh, this week. Oh, no, yeah, I got one. <laughs> I got one. A, uh, a Texas mom out of Plano is being sued over her kids being loud outdoors. She has a neighbor that doesn't like her kids playing outdoors. Look, just listen to this. <laughs> the four kids who live here love this playhouse, but they love it a little too much for their next-door neighbors who are actually suing over the noise and accused of retaliating with loud, explicit music. <laughs> The laughter from her backyard is music to the ears of Kelly Counts. One of the big reasons that we chose the house was because we would be able to move this playhouse. You get a pretzel. Recently, the mother of four says that laughter coming from her kids in their playhouse has been drowned out by music with raunchy lyrics coming from next door. I can't imagine hearing the sound of kids playing at any age or stage in my life and thinking that I needed to sue someone over it. 
but Counts is yeah. being sued for a playhouse that her neighbors say is upsetting their tranquil quality of life and, quote, <laughs> creating noise issues as well as visibility issues for them and their pets. And their so, pets. Yeah, can you believe the this? pets can't see the trees. <laughs> it's like their, their tranquil quality of life yeah. and their retaliation it's, is yeah. vulgar rap music. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. There's there's a little more here I, I still want you to hear. Okay. You, can you believe this insanity? They're kids no. being kids. In a day and age where most kids are inside, stuck right. in front We're of a television, to be outside playing, aren't having right. any activity. Obesity, all that, right? Yeah. This mom's being sued by her neighbors for outdoor play, which should be a required norm for children. Absolutely. Those neighbors are Irving and Anita Ward. We thought we'd come over here to get your side of this. It's Right now, I have nothing to say, because I, I need to call my attorney. Irving Ward declined to comment on his lawsuit, or his lawsuit against him, over the explicit music they claim is retaliation. But the wards argue that because the 10, 7, 4, and 2-year-old children are homeschooled, the noise never stops. The wards have never once uh, asked me to tone down the noise of the kids playing. I totally agree. It's, it's crazy. You know, the first thing you should do is have a conversation with your neighbor. You know, but nobody does that. No, they like, don't. Get to know your neighbors. Like, hey, you know, I don't know. I, People are stuck in their own world. They yeah. want to have a screen in front of their face where they can vent their frustrations without any confrontation. And it, it's BS. It's total bullshit. Yeah. The HOA, like this this story was about to wrap up, the HOA approved this outdoor playhouse. Yeah, right. So, so the HOA said, no, this is totally in line. And I guarantee there's a noise ordinance against playing loud ass. And I, I know they're going to say, well, there's noise being created by the kids. But it's like, that's not... It's not the same thing, no. you know, per se. But uh, that's just insanity. Is I'll it, say, I'll say oh, this. I'll say this so about one up. of our neighbors in our subdivision. He moved in. They built the playground, the community playground, right behind his backyard. I will give him props. He didn't bitch about. I mean, he wasn't happy about it. He built a fence that still wasn't enough. So what he did is he bought. He moved out. He bought a house. He put that up for sale. I mean, don't get me wrong. That's pretty. But he's like, look, I didn't. My wasn't wife expecting I, it. Yeah. We never had kids. He goes, I can appreciate it, but he goes, I just don't want to look at a playground, <laughs> you know? And I, I get it. But the thing is, that house will be ideal, though, for somebody who does have a family. I I, I just, I thought it was very stand-up-ish about, or he did it, you know, very bravo, you know, like, I just thought that was very, like, not to be an a-hole and do something crazy, you know, or yeah, like, burn yeah, the playground yeah. down or something. I don't know. So. Uh, it's just amazing the stupidity of people, man. Yeah. I just I just don't get it. Well, this is going to borderline on stupidity, I think. I, maybe not. Uh, I think for us, maybe from the outside looking in, people have never been in the military, maybe they won't. But you've eaten your fair share of MREs, have you not? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. So how about this? <laughs> the U.S. Army. So, hey, newsflash for everybody out there. If you are a person that's harder for money and you like to donate plasma, sperm, or whatever else, or even thinking about doing the liver donation and go to the Super Bowl or whatever, you might be able to earn a couple of bucks on old Uncle Sam. And what I'm talking about is the U.S. Army wants you. They want you. Not for the Army, though. They want you to eat MREs for 21 days straight to participate in this research study on environmental medicine. They're looking for volunteers to eat military food rations for 21 consecutive days to see what the impact is on the, on the protect you know the uh, the troops digestive system and I'm thinking why are they why are they paying are why are they just, spending taxpayer money know, to do this dude. why don't they use the military as their uh, own research tool why don't they task out for a detail I, I, I'm told dude I'm told I'm with you man oh Holly McClung she's a research dietitian working on the project and she said on the Army's website it's ultimately discovering how eating MREs influences gut bacteria and gut health. 
to continually prove them, you know? And I'm just thinking, just talk to some soldiers, Marines, whatever. They'll give you the lowdown, man, of I've what's eaten, working and what's I've not. I've MREs for more than that that period of time for every day, back when they were 3,000 calories a meal. Yeah, yeah. The cool thing is, or I think, is that there's two control groups, and they don't say about it, unless you look at the PDF on how to apply and what the, what the details. There's another group that eats normally for 30 days. Hey, pay me to eat normally for 30 days. I'll sign up. You know, <laughs> are you kidding me? I'm not kidding you, dude. But get this. I did not know this. This M- is waste, fraud, and abuse uh, know, of government dude. funds. You have your own research pool uh, right there. Right? Oh, my God. MREs must be capable of withstanding parachute drops from 1,250 feet. They and, do. And the packaging is required to maintain a minimum shelf life of three and a half years at 80 degrees Fahrenheit or nine months at 100 degrees. I, I, I don't know about so. that. <laughs> I've gotten some bad MREs. Oh, I have to. But I guarantee you, I've had to break them all down, pack them in my ruck, yeah. and jump out of airplanes with them. They survive. <laughs> Your knees didn't, but they did. No, I didn't, but the MREs did. Well, they've, um, they've already made them so, uh, I don't know, they've changed them so much. They cut the calorie count yeah. in half because a lot of gluttonous <laughs> service members were eating three a day when they were 3,000 calories yeah. a meal yeah. when you're supposed to only have like one a day because that's what they were designed for. You get your sustenance through one meal. <laughs> right. No, I, dude, it's oh, amazing, Lord. man. It's amazing. <laughs> Mornings, uh, baby. Meals ready to eat. They're paying people. They're paying people. They already have a pool of research students right there. I agree, man. You got plenty of soldiers, sailors, airmen, Marines that, hey, I'm sure they've been exposed to MREs. What the hell? Hey, dude, I don't know. Got to improve. Hey, we're looking out for the troops, man. Looking out for the troops. Whatever. (laughs) Oh, my God. You got time for one more over there, or are we already cutting it short? Uh, Yeah, we're cutting it short. We got to wrap up. This will have to... uh... This will have to wait till next week. Oh yeah! But seriously though, people need to hear this. It okay. involves a, it involves a chastity belt. Oh well. <laughs> Actually, in the 21st century. Oh, wow. A chastity belt. Cool. Well, I can't wait to hear that next week. So <laughs> make sure you tune in. <laughs> and check the back catalog of all the episodes of Beer Army Engaged. Hit up beerarmy.org. You can link to it there. If you're listening on iTunes, the whole catalog right there. And get the show notes for today's episode. Links to everything we've talked about. Just click on the uh, image for Beer Army Engage if you're listening on your phone or whatever device, and it'll pull up all the notes there. If you're listening on your computer, you can uh, link to all the information and notes uh, right there through iTunes. So go ahead and do so. And however you're taking this in, we do appreciate it. Don't forget, pledge, be a part of Beer Army. Help us do great things through beer. Hit up beerarmy.org for all the information you need. And in the meantime, rounds out. Beer Army Radio.